0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard. We are very excited to welcome back to Human Events for a special strategy session, Mr. Stephen K. Bannon. Thank you.
1: Thank you. By the way, since it's New Year's, I've already broken my uh, my New Year's resolution. Already broken right? The resolution, right? It, 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 it well, well, all right. Like in in the
0: interest, in the interest of 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 letting folks know, is that is that close enough for him? Should he have that up a little more? <laughs> no, when no, the mic. Are they a sponsor? Um, and so, no, 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 the microphone, the microphone. Oh, okay, but but. No, well, we are pre-recording this. In the interest of full disclosure, we are pre-recording. So, Steve, if you are able to keep to it, if you're able to keep to no it, Red
1: Bulls in twenty three.
0: Grace is Grace. Grace John no hits Red me Bulls. up every time. Every time. I, no, oh, no, Steve, no, what are do no we doing with Bulls. the Red Bulls? Oh, Steve, the, the Red, audience what?
1: blows me up every time. I get I get but, text no, and, messages. And, and who else? Uh,
0: Carrie Bonet, Karen Carly, Carly, Carly Bonet, the great Carly Bonet. Carly. she said, she got Jack. You got to tell Steve. Oh, I'm telling him. I'm telling him. Okay. Steve, we've 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 come through and seen so much in 2022. Now we embark into 23, 24 looms on the horizon. Let us know the state of play as it stands now. Where are the pieces of the chessboard when it comes to the globalist American empire, the World Economic Forum, the deep state in the US, the Chinese Communist Party? Let's go. I don't want 50,000. I want 100,000 foot view.
1: The one hundred thousand foot view that we got to understand is that this is a spiritual war. Yes. It all the railhead of this always gets back to the spiritual side, and that's where it's non-negotiable. We can talk about the and we will the component pieces of the World Economic Forum, the administrative state, the Chinese Communist Party, how the economic system all works together to basically press down. But there is actively a war on the Judeo-Christian West on yes. the fundamental tenets, not just the nations, but the fundamental tenets of the Judeo-Christian West. Now, why do I say that? The Chinese Communist Party, which is an existential threat to the United States of America, their number one enemy are the underlying tenets of the Judeo-Christian West, not just the American economic system, but Lao-Beijing, the Chinese in China itself that are believers in the word of the living Christ, right? That that. are are evangelical Christians or traditional Catholics, and they, they will do anything to eradicate that. Why? Because they, just like the World Economic Forum and the administrative state in this country, think about it, we are. They had an article this uh, about a week ago that talked about the implosion of Christianity as a practiced religion in the United States. Yes, and it's principally coming now from 20-year-olds. 20-year-olds leaving the church. Why? Because the propaganda uh, given in the school system is to take anything out of not just religion and not just Christianity but the underlying tenets of the Judeo Christian West. We used and to, to have to mock in this them and ridicule them and destroy it.
0: We used to have in this country and I love David French when he when he says, "Oh, you know, we have the complete separation church that's it's it's the blessings of liberty of the 1st Amendment." That's what David French says, but that's not true because in American history, you used to have public schools that would open with first the declaration of uh declaration of, or, excuse me, the pledge of allegiance. And then after the Pledge of Allegiance, you would have a Bible verse be read out to the class. That is our history. And he wants to deny that. He wants to go to the Scopes trial and bring up the monkey and Clarence Darrow and all of this. We've got to
1: go back to that in schools. That's why so many people are going to home schools. That's why you're seeing seeing so much effort of these parents to get engaged in these, even parents who are not super churchy or super devout Christians. You're seeing them, they want those values back in the school. And
0: I've said, look, you know, we're looking at, you know, I've got a four-year-old; he'll be he will be starting school this year, and we're talking: do we want home? Do we want, um, you know? I was Catholic schooled uh, all the way up; my brother all the yep. way up. And I said, look, for me, it's I want Christ in my son's life. I want Christ in the life of my children because I know that if they have that as the underlying basis. For everything that they go forward and and even in in my and tanya's relationship and i know we've talked about this before but to bring it up again and tie it all together the very first day we met steve and i've told you before the story about how i start speaking chinese and then Tanya comes up and starts speaking chinese even better than me
1: a lot actu- better wasn't actually better but, a lot, you know no, well, it, a lot. It,
0: it, it works it makes the story sound better doesn't it but but steve have i ever told you who we were speaking chinese to no have i ever told you at the Bible study that we were holding, and we don't, we don't do that particular Bible study anymore just because people have moved on, different deployments, things like that. It was a military deal. On the other end of that Bible study, we had a secure video link to a home in Beijing. House Christians. And it was the, it was a Christian, a house church, they had all explain, gathered. Explain what a house had, church had is because
1: this, this is the this is the nucleus of yeah. the world revolution, the counter revolution against darkness.
0: And 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 look, back then I, I wasn't doing this stuff publicly. I was not involved really before Trump comes down the escalator. All of it, a couple of months before he comes down the escalator, and uh, they had set it up this way. And I, I came into it, and one of the reasons that they asked me was because I can translate in Mandarin, and we were. Taking our reading, and and we were reading Ephesians, and we were going through line by line, and we were having a discussion about what St. Paul was talking about, and what he was getting at, and we were translating it for a, another Bible study, which was all Chinese people in a home, an undisclosed home in Beijing, where they had gathered to meet to hear from us in Mandarin the Word of God. To, hear, to gain fellowship with us as fellow believers. But Steve, if they had been found by the Chinese Communist Party, they'd all be locked up. Yes. If they had been found, they'd all be arrested. And I'll, I'll tell you a little more offline. There's some other cool stuff that happened uh, with that particular group, but I, I can't say it publicly but, because of operational security. It, it, it,
1: it as they're going after the house church in But these in, these are going on yeah, all, all over China, over China all Beijing all over. Shanghai everywhere. This is one little piece. The, their attack is on the house church in China. The attack here and this is what 2023's got to be. 2023 we have to have the uh, family become the tip of the spear strategically. Yes. The way that the cultural marxists are trying to break western civilization is through the family. Yes. The family is the incubator of liberty. Right from time immemorial, and this is what you've seen with the Bolsheviks. This is what you saw with the Nazis. This is what you seen with Mao Zedong. This is what we saw with the French Revolution. They want to destroy the traditional nuclear family. Well, you look Once, and, and, and and unlike I was going to uh, say the Spanish Revolution. Spanish Revolution. They want to weaponize America's children against the American family. Well, that's and right. Saying, was- and that's going to be in 2023. I think the centerpiece of this fight, the fight back is we've got to make the family the centerpiece of economics, the centerpiece. This is no longer. This
0: is about, and Steve, TikTok.
1: TikTok 100%. is the attack
0: vector on America's children. Explain to people why TikTok is an attack vector First from all, the Chinese it's, it's Communist a, it's, Party. it's, it's on a, the a
1: PLA, it's a PLA, CCP owned uh, 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 data farming People's apparatus, Liberation People's Liberation Army, to get the information and data on your children, but more importantly, to start to funnel in. Uh, 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 content that starts to destroy the family, this, this is radical, radical content. So it's both getting data, finding out how they behave, and also start to program them with these short videos. It's it's very destructive to the human psyche. Well, here's, it, this is the key. And by the way, is, we called it out years ago. It said if that TikTok you and is on, dance and TikTok, and members of the Trump administration right like Dave Urban yes right Dave Urban sits on the board you've had a number of West Point graduates that go and sit on the board of either ByteDance or TikTok and have allowed them to infiltrate like masters on and, zoom Masters and, and 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 this was the central Matt Gates called it on our show 2 months before the midterm he said TikTok is their weapon for 2022 here's,
0: here's what here's the way to explain this to a lot of people they say well see, they're just having fun they're doing little dances they're having fun in there no do yin do Douyin, which is the the man, the Chinese local version of Dance. What does the algorithm push on the Chinese version? This is what people need to understand. On there, the algorithm pushes classical poetry, classical literature, uh, classical music, violin, piano, the higher arts, stem. They ain't pushing that
1: on the on the algorithm to kids in the United
0: States. And it shuts off after hours.
1: Yes, that's right. In it the shuts evening. off in, in the evening because the they yeah. got to read. They got to be studying. It shuts off. Tell me what they
0: push here in the United States. It's it's licentiousness. It's degeneracy. How many abortions have you had? What's abortions. your how many how many people have you slept? What's your body count? How many people have you slept with? Uh, and all the freaks on, in the, in and the schools. On, and on. By the way,
1: Libs of TikTok have, have built a huge business on just pick, uh, just pulling. And this, and this the is what I say about stuff. Libs
0: TikTok. And people say that she's oh she's she's putting people at risk. She goes, no 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 that she's Jane Goodall. Libs of TikTok is the Jane Goodall of our era because she's going into the midst, right? Just like uh, Jane Goodall goes to the gorillas in our mist, We're looking at the libs in our mist, the drag queens in our mist, because she's a documentarian. Yep. All she's doing is explaining, and this was the yep. silver lining of COVID, yep. by the way, the silver lining of the school shutdowns was that in Zoom classes, and we had the parents over the shoulder, they could actually see what was going on in these yep. classrooms.
1: 2023, here's what 2023's gotta be. Natalie Winters. Yes. Now, Natalie went to the number one prep school, Harvard Westlake in LA, right? The most elite academically. She goes to the University of Chicago and University of Chicago, people should know, is essentially a graduate school. The undergraduates there, elite of the elite. She's our co-host and obviously the editor the editor of, uh, of War Room now.
0: Future human events editor. <laughs> future its a—it's a process. It's all a process.
1: The um, once and former we Once got in
0: future, I should say. Once in future, we got—we
1: got we to get her. We got to get her under contract, a long-term contract.
0: Angela, write it up now. <laughs> no. Write it up now. <laughs>
1: <Yep>. <laughs> she, so we get ready for the show this morning, and what does she tell me right off the bat? She's going around yesterday. She goes, "I really didn't realize the power of the show." She says, "I'm being stopped all the time, and people are asking for selfies because I'm on Warum." But yes. she said. What's most amazing?
0: Steve, I get, I get stopped in airports. Going around, I get stopped Not in for human airport. events, day. I'm just no, kidding. For, no, it's, well, it's human events, it's human events, but then they go, yeah. and it's war. war room, watch the war, Yeah, on the war room, love it. I All love right, our audience. And then the, my favorite one, I'm walking through the Charlotte airport, which I hate that airport so much, and I see people, they're sitting, they're watching the war room, guy and his wife watching war room on their laptops, two laptops,
1: they're, they're each watching a different episode. <laughs> I love it. That's, that's, that's hardcore. What she said is that what blows her away is how detailed the understanding and knowledge of the audience is. Yes. Now, this is an audience that used to be a Fox audience, right, basically, and what they're tired of it's just the same pablum all the time, the same talking points and all that's, the time. That's, that's your
0: one-on-one, that's your general session, yes. that's your they what they want. What, know, they, the what they want
1: is access, because people said, when I first uh, started doing this, people said, you got to stop the economics and the capital markets part. Right. That's a business thing nobody's interested. And I go, that's not true. It's like when I sat down with Roger Ailes, who I knew very well, and I was talking about the expansion of Breitbart. And I said, we're going to have a Breitbart London, and we're going to have a Breitbart Jerusalem, Jerusalem. and he said, I said, he says, well, why London? I said, well, they got this thing called Brexit, eventually it's going to be a big deal, and Nigel Farage, Raheem Gassam's going to be, and, and, and Roger's very smart, he goes, you got to cut all that off right now. And I go, why? He says, Americans don't have any interest in international affairs. He says, even the war, they have a limited interest. I said, no, the information's just never been presented to them yes. because it's inextricably linked to their lives. Same thing in capital markets. People go, Why do you have Cortez? Why are you talking about an inverted yield curve? Why are you talking about all this stuff? I go, Because it's money and power. It's a spiritual war, but it's manifest in the world through money and power. If you don't understand money, you don't understand capital markets, you don't understand how it inextricably links on a global basis into your life, you're always, and they want you to be dumb. They don't teach us in school. They don't teach in graduate, they don't even teach it at Harvard. At Harvard Business School, you get very little of this, right? So my point is...
0: By by the way, my my favorite line on this is, uh, you know, the Wharton School of Business holding a session on what went wrong in the financial crisis. And I said, but the financial crisis, all the people that were in the financial crisis, (laughs) where did they went? To the Wharton School of Business. business.
1: (laughs) A middle class and working class audience is so up to speed on the fundamental details of whether it's the omnibus bill or how how spending drives uh capital markets and how it dep- de- kills the dollar the geopolit- the politics of money the geopolitics what's going on my point in 2023 this audience is the biggest weapon to go on offense in our nation okay that's where they that's what they're trying to shut down that's why they took war room off twitter that's why youtube banned us and and still the show gets bigger why does the show get bigger in your show. And, and Charlie Kirk now real American voice. It's providing information to people in an angle of attack they can't get anywhere else. In 2023, we have to go next level. The audience, we have to kind of weaponize now the audience. And what I mean by that is to do it as a force multiplier. We've got to empower them to take this out almost in a, in a, to evangelize populism and nationalism as a real thing. Are you saying go forth and spread the good news? Something like that. No, but no, no, but it's, it's, you can tell this audience will obviously teach them more as you go on. But the one thing I've learned in going to Georgetown or going to Harvard, the most important thing you do is to learn how to learn and to learn how to learn, you have to have a framework. That framework, and that's what I keep talking about. There's a way to learn. You you've got to learn nomenclature. Yes. You have to learn critical path. Very few people can think through what's down there. Wellington. This is why I use his example. Probably the greatest general of the 19th century, the one that defeated Napoleon, trained his officers in the peninsula Campaign in Spain. The young officer would come up on the horse at the head of the column, and he would say, "Tell me what's on the other side of the hill." And at first they go, "What are you talking about? How can I know that I'm here?" But he made him think over. He made him think over. If we can train enough people to think about the process of how things evolve, the critical path of that, the nomenclature, the basic building blocks of that, that the statics and dynamics of history, what you can do. And then, no matter what that information is that you see later, no matter what you see on Fox or what you see on CNN, this, you can put it into a context. This is why. Then you are empowered. This You're empowered is in your own life. But then you take those people, This is what, the education system and the elites have always tried to keep people in the dark. Yes. They've always tried to make them idiots, and they're not idiots. My grandfather went to the third grade. At the end of the third grade, he went to work. He went to work on a rail line as a uh, little boy to help the paymaster, and he would basically hold the revolver and load the bullets, because the paymaster had to go up and down the train and pay it. My dad only went to high school. They're the two smartest guys I ever knew, why? every day they were reading newspapers. They they absorbed every piece of information they could get. They would listen to the radio back then and absorb information and then became obviously just news junkies. But they always, you could sit there with blue collar union people around that table and you can hear them talking about politics. You can hear them talking about economics. Everybody in this country can do it. And if we can get this audience, which is now in the millions, it is the most powerful political force in the country and I think in the world because it can change the power. People have to realize this nation is more powerful by a factor of 10 than the Roman Empire at the top of its game, Sure. okay? This is the most powerful nation, not just on earth, in the history of mankind. And that's why the stakes are so high. And what they're trying to do is run it like the Roman Empire right now. And this is why the Twitter thing is so important. They are showing you that a Praetorian Guard is now in basically control of the United States, which is most veterans and most patriots go, well, hey, I believe in the national security program. You know, when I was a kid, the FBI guys were the the best people in the parish, right? What they've done from Kennedy, and this is Bobby Kennedy Jr. saying, he believes the CIA, and Tucker said it the other night, he believes, and I can tell you, having seen the documents, having seen the documents when I was in the White House and trying to really have President Trump release them all, that the CIA wants to, they just told Biden right then, screw you, we're not releasing these 20% of the following documents. The CIA had involvement in the assassination of President Kennedy, and the FBI covered it up. Hoover and these guys lied from day but, one. But what, and then what, they took out Nixon, said, and now they took out
0: Trump. What Junior said there, it was actually, the second part was, was actually more powerful than the first part of his statement. What Bobby Kennedy Jr. said, because he said, they fundamentally changed our system of government repeat this again this is so powerful he said at, he said the coup d'etat in which and this is this is the nephew when they when they killed my uncle he just, and he says it right in, in a way that none of us could ever say that and he didn't he didn't mention his father and I understand that I understand I wouldn't I wouldn't ask him to go there I don't think anybody would but he said they fundamentally changed our system of government that day, Dealey Plaza, 1963.
1: Everybody in this audience would understand. Everybody in your audience listen to this on the first day of 2023. Because it was a message. The unraveling of our nation, the rail that's the Kennedy assassination. The unraveling of our nation. We, were, we came out with our allies, the Chinese people, and our allies, the Russian people, which they never talk about. Right? We defeated fascism in the 20th century, in the bloodiest war in mankind's history, right? Almost if you added up 200 million casualties through disease, all that. We were then, we were supreme. And you see the golden age of the 1950s, right? And what Kennedy was able to do in seven years to go to space. It all started to unravel with the Kennedy assassination. And why it started to unravel is not just the assassination itself. The obvious... You're an idiot and we're not even going to we're going to lie to you to your face. The Warren Commission, if you study the history of the Warren Commission, it's absolutely a series of lies and misrepresentations. Right, and then the FBI in, was in the second
0: commission, they get into the organized House. crime and yes. the House Commission, they get into organized crime, but they stop. they stop. They stop at Jack Ruby,
1: They stop at the restaurant. They stop at all of it. The American people started losing its confidence, but that's why Robert Kennedy Jr. said so important. It fundamentally changed the direction yes. of our country. Since that time, they've removed Jack Kennedy. They removed Richard Nixon. Yes. Richard Nixon, they removed to the federal, just like they're doing with Trump on the day this is being pre-recorded, I think right now, it's almost right now that the, the, the show trial on Capitol Hill, which is nothing but a show trial, right? Which has sent me to prison for four months, right? A federal prison for defying a subpoena of I'm saying, hey. This guy had executive privilege. The Constitution says that. I'll fight that all the way up to the Supreme Court. And if I have to go to prison to defend that, I'll go to prison. There's no chance I would have ever gone and spoken to this committee. I think it's illegitimate in its foundation, and I think it's illegitimate in taking away executive privilege from President Trump. And that's all to be adjudicated. That same show trial is today gonna gonna refer three criminal charges against Donald J. Trump, including inciting an insurrection which is the most outrageous thing you could ever say about any American, but particularly uh, the commander in chief of our nation. Now think about that for a second. That is the apparatus. That is the administrative states uh, trying to destroy Trump. And they're trying to destroy Trump because they fear this. Yes. They, fear, they fear a population that has its own opinion and say, I'm not just going to go along with the narrative. I'm a f- we are free people. We have been a free people and we fought for this freedom since Athens. This has been two millennia of fighting for freedom. It's the centerpiece of our religion. It's the centerpiece of the Judeo-Christian West is freedom and liberty. And on every Patriots battlefield, not just in America, but in England and everywhere, Athens and in Rome and everywhere else they fought for this. This is what we stand. We are here today to represent that and we have to do it. They took out Nixon through the federal judiciary. Okay? They took it. by the way, the stuff that they did with Nixon, with the federal courts and and and, and the committees, talking to each other, planning with each other look, to take look, him out, all you and need the Republican to know, Party, every time you see the same thing, like in Nixon, the Republican Party was too gutless to stand yes. up and say, absolutely no way, you're not going to impeach him number one, and number two, the we're never going to move him from office. And,
0: and the main thing on this, on Nixon, that if, if everyone, look, the singular point of focus that you need to focus on with Watergate, with all the smoke that they blow. The only thing I need to say is that what was the identity of Deep Throat? Was Deep Throat some low-level whistleblower that was
1: running? No, the number two guy at the FBI. Just to make sure, a quick history lesson so everybody knows what's going on. The big war, they they were fighting the Vietnam War, and Nixon was coming for re-election. There were leaks coming out of the White House every day to the front page of the New York Times about what Nixon was trying to do to actually get a deal. That was all leaked Nixon by, had run
0: on peace
1: in on Vietnam. Peace. He had run it on It was that. all leaked by Henry Kissinger in the National Security Council, which was the administrative state. They're leaking to their buddies in the New York Times. Kissinger somehow just bounces out of Watergate and totally skates totally for the rest He's of He's the life. guy that started. What happened is they went to same war. same man
0: who first went to China with the secret meetings and show in show and Life. Funny how it's, that works. totally No, tied con- no conspiracies, so, no though. Cons- no
1: conspiracies. But, but no coincidences. <laughs> Nixon went to war in the F- with the FBI and Hoover. Yes. Hoover, this is late 71. Watergate is the last hurrah of Hoover. 100%. In May of 72. By the way, the first drag queen in the White House. Got That one I got to pass on. <laughs> Gender affirming. Hey, this is the Pozo podcast. <laughs> On May 2nd, Hoover dies. Yes, Hoover's hand-picked successor to follow all the traditions of the FBI, which is hermetically sealed, they've never broached the, the FBI is a totally hermetically sealed thing created by Hoover, is a guy named Mark Felt. And immediately on the day that Hoover dies, Nixon goes to the Justice Department, to Katzenbach's, to the number two guy, a, a Navy submarine commander named Pat Gray, who was a patriot. Not a tough guy, but a patriot. They pull Pat Gray as Deputy Attorney General and send him to the FBI, and the FBI freaks out. And Mark Felt realizes, he talks to Nixon, he says, hey, it's going to be Gray, not you. And basically, Gray's going to bring in all new guys. The Watergate burglary takes place because in... Nixon
0: new- knew who Hoover was, he knew what he was doing over there, they knew about the spying on Congress, that it went on, turns the wiretaps off a week before he goes to testify, all of it, he was going
1: to rein it in. Hoover. Had the receipts on all of them. Oh yeah. By the way, including Jack Kennedy and Johnson, of course, and all he of had the receipts on all of them. Okay. That's the line in the. Uh, we 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 just had Roger
0: Stone on for the um, the one hour interview all on on JFK and LBJ. He's and, by the way best and, book best and, and, book, and it is the best book on it.
1: Roger Stone, the best book ever written. One of the best books on the assassination overall, but particularly Johnson's involvement in it. Is Roger Stone and the look. line
0: he says because and everyone knows that Roger was close to to, to to Richard Nixon. He's got the very close, obviously, with the tattoo on the back. And he said he asked him once. He said this, and this to me in the interview was the key point. And he says, he says, uh, Mr. President, what what really happened with JFK? Who 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 had him taken out? He said he said Dick Nixon looked him in the eye and said, Roger. Both Lyndon and I wanted to be president, but the difference was I wasn't willing to kill for it.
1: Yeah. Cui bono. Cui right? bono. Cui bono. Just real quickly, the Watergate um, burglary takes place By in June. By the way, you want
0: to talk about stolen elections. 100%. <laughs> yeah, 1960.
1: They knew how to steal in fair and Square back then. Yeah, yeah. Nixon. The Watergate takes place in June. Nixon wins in a landslide in November. At that time, almost as big as landslide as Lyndon Johnson. This is a massive landslide. He has a mandate from the American people to get peace in Vietnam and to basically make try to get the Chinese away from Soviet Union. He gets a mandate to do all of it. What happens? It's, by the,
0: it's, it's almost like, by the way, when we what, what Mearsheimer says, when you have three great powers, if you can get the other great power on your side, against the one that you're that you're aligned which against. Which Donald Trump
1: had with Russia against the CCP. Which, this has been peace in our time, and that's why these demons are there. Which you aligned against. Steve, I was at the Helsinki
0: summit. I was there with them, I'm in the room. There's Trump, there's Putin. They disagreed vehemently on Nord Stream 2, but what they agreed on was that there should be peace
1: between Russia and the United States. Putin is a gangster. The KGB are gangsters, right? They are the CIA and the FBI. Nobody said they weren't. To the 10th power. Well, this guy came up on the streets of Leningrad when it was Leningrad, after the siege. But it takes a hammer like Trump to be able to keep those guys in their box. Exactly. Right? Let me just get, I'm just gonna finish by the administrative state. Yes, of course. Nixon wins this landslide in November. Right around that time, they had the first meeting in the Oval Office because Nixon had a recording system as Johnson did. And they record this conversation. This is how good Nixon is. He's got John Dean as White House counsel. He has Haldeman, he has Ehrlichman, the Brain Trust, who eventually worked a plot out that Nixon gets, you know, gets caught, gets accused of. These guys are sitting there and they're yammering on about all this stuff, the Watergate burglary. And Nixon sits there and goes, nah. Says the guy we got to worry about is Mark Felt. In October of 72, in the Oval Office, he goes, Mark Felt is going to be the problem because we broke the FBI, we're trying to get our own guys in there. Those guys are not going to go down without a fight. Watch out. Woodward and Bernstein are just typists. They are nothing without deep throats. Deep Throat gave him the whole thing. Deep Throat was Mark Felt. We now know that. Right. You know, Woodward 25 and Bernstein, years
0: every- the whole, the movies, all it.
1: everything. It's all
0: phony. It's all, it's all, all phony. hagiography. It's all, it's phony. It's all Hollywood. Phony. In reality, they were the same type of patsies that Joel Roth is over at Twitter, working for the National Security State, which functions not just as a Praetorian Guard, but has the same level of function that the Chinese Communist Party has over the apparatchiks
1: and the comrades in China by the way Ben Bradley of the Washington Post actually they told him because the thing was so explosive and he realized Woodward and Bernstein had nothing you know Bernstein was a local news guy on the Metro page of the Washington (laughs) Post which is nothing They knew exactly who they were going to Woodward was a former Naval Intelligence officer although on a ship right and 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 they had nothing Mark Felt gave him the whole way to take down Nixon Working with, by the way, later the federal judiciary Silent weaponized coup. that. Silent, Silent coup. coup. Silent coup. The FBI. The uh, Ben Bradley knew it now. Which,
0: and I'm just going to say it because they realized they couldn't get away with another JFK because the Bruder almost screwed him the first time. They didn't. We didn't have pervasive. So I'm going to tell you a small
1: story about that. There's a woman named Mary Myers. Anybody heard Mary Meyer's name? Okay. Mary Meyer uh, was was a uh, was a wife of the number two guy. I forget who. Um, Number two or three guy at CIA. They got a divorce. They lived out by Hickory Hill in in uh, in in Northern Virginia, Bobby Kennedy's estate. Because of social circles, she was uh, the sister of Ben Bradley's second wife. Okay, in social circles, she got to meet Jack Kennedy. Okay, she and Jack Kennedy um, How do I say this? Uh, Became very close. Yes in the White House. She's the one, and by, she, by the way, the Brady Press Room,
0: where it sits now, was once the, the swimming pool. Swimming pool. The swimming pool where Jack, Jack took would take swim. his special and by friends. By the way, Jack
1: Kennedy being an Irish kid is one of my idols. But special that's a, friends. That's a, Mary, we don't know if Marilyn Monroe's bikini ever graced that <laughs> swimming pool. Mary Meyer left in her di- kept a diary. And part of the diary, she told friends she was the one that would smoke marijuana, and on occasion, I think they actually did acid, LSD, small amounts, in The residents of the White House, okay? She was a friend for a while. One day, after Jack Kennedy's assassinated about a year afterwards, she moves to Georgetown to a small artist studio uh, right in the middle of Georgetown. Every day she would take a walk or a jog on the canal. She's murdered in broad daylight at 11 o'clock in the morning, okay? When the police arrive, when the police finally, they find her, they get the ID. The police go back to her little artist place in, 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 uh, in uh, Georgetown. They walk in. They're two Now the police, it's been 15 minutes or 20 minutes max since she's been murdered in cold blood. They find an ID. They can ID her somehow. They come to the house. They walk into the house, the DC Metro Police. There are two individuals there ransacking the house. Ben Bradley and James Jesus Angleton, who was the mole hunter at the CIA. Angleton was the internal CIA guy that for 25 years hunted out the moles. And they had her papers and they had her diary. And the cops go, hey, we think everybody just put everything down because we don't know how this woman was murdered. We don't want any fingerprints. And this guy flashed him a badge and said, hey, call your boss. They call the boss, they go, fine. They stepped outside and let these guys for an hour do their do their business. They walked out, took all the papers hey, out. National That's security, they, right?
0: My national point security. is,
1: the administrative state is in your face. Look at Twitter. Look what we and know I, now I, from I, the I, FBI I, and, and the CIA. And I'll put you on the
0: spot for a minute, though, okay. Because you were not just, you know, Steve Bannon podcast host, war, leader of the War Room posse. At one point, you were Steve, Steve Bannon, the chief strategist of the White House. Yep. And I remember a quote. It's before you and just before you and I had met because we met right after you had gotten out. And this was involved in the Comey firing. Yes. And there was a quote that was attributed to you, and you said, you can't just fire the administrative state.
1: You were drawing on this background knowledge when you said that, weren't you? I said at the time, it's in the it's in the um, the transcripts of the Comey, of the Mueller investigation. Right. I was the one that was most adamant about not firing Comey. Walk us through that a little because bit. Because in the early stages of an administration, as bad... It, the president had every opportunity. First off, the, the FBI directors for 10 years because supposed to overlap administrations. Right. The president had an opportunity. It would be unique, but you had the opportunity in the beginning days of the administration to terminate Comey. We had a dinner set up that Comey came to see the president. And it's, I told the president, I said, I said, Reince and I should be there so you have witnesses. He goes, no, I want to do it myself. I go, fine. You're the president. It's your call. And these you are know. the
0: ones that the memos come out. These this ones the, are the memos.
1: I just tell him right off the By bat. By the way,
0: classified documents brought home. Interesting.
1: E- exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell him, and this is in the modal I said, at the end of the dinner, you have two choices. He's either your FBI director for the duration or fire him immediately. Ask for his resignation, fire him. Because if it goes on after that, we're going to get in a tangle he comes back he goes no he's fine I go you sure he goes he's fine are you sure he's fine next day he comes out Comey's my guy right a month later or four or five weeks later he wants to fire Comey and I was up front I said hey the process doesn't work like that okay because now if you fire Comey you're going to have the whole, although For they the hate us. At this point,
0: Flynn's already happened, Struck is out there, yeah. Page is out there. Yeah. The, the whole McCabe, investigation on the, McCabe is still going. I said,
1: we're going to go to open war with them. Now, if you want the first part of your administration to be up on a range war with the FBI when we have so much else we got to do, I'm down with that. I can do that. I can go there. But just understand, they're going to come, and this is what the American people have to understand. With everything else you've read, he's the commander in chief of the United States. He's the president of the United States. You don't get a choice. All this stuff with Esper and Millie and all the stuff you see later with Bill Barr, and people, you don't get a choice. If you don't like it, resign. Be a man of honor resign. I understand everybody doesn't love Trump, and they don't love the way Trump rolls. If you don't like it, leave. I left, you know, I just thought things were going a different direction, and you needed somebody on the outside, and I kind of saw the direction was going. I left, right, I gave him one year, and I was out. If you don't like it, you gotta leave but you can't sit there and then internally run your own deal. Our system's not structured like that. It's not structured like that. And you have an administrative state, once he fired Comey, it was an outright war, right? An that, outright war. And you war. see
0: the ball roll down the hill th- th- from that, from think that point. Think of how
1: much, first off, look how much President Trump- By the way, Tony acc- and I
0: were in the White House the day that happened. With the with The, the, the firing. firing, yeah. Think of the- Actually, correction. We've been in the White House. We were there covering some stuff. It was on Monday he got we fired. Go, yeah, we go out to grab coffee afterwards. I'm uploading. I'm on the laptop. I'm on Twitter. News comes out. We're at we're at the coffee shop across the street. I look at her and say, sweetheart, we're going back. <laughs> and we had to run back in to cover the whole deal.
1: I told him you can't fire the FBI. Think of what Trump could have accomplished in the first term with everything he did accomplish if the first half of it was not an open range war mm. because once Comey was fired all the chains came off right right now let me tell you how good these guys are in the who to replace Comey I said hey you have got to get a lot of input this is not a snap decision because think about it his pick was wor- as bad or worse than Comey raise worse Ray, look at the record on Ray. Ray, Chris Ray was Chris Christie's guy. What what are we doing here? Which, by the way, and since we're talking
0: 23, got eight minutes left here. I might humbly submit that when Chris Ray comes up for his testimony to the newfound, whether we call it the church commission, whatever we call it, You've got Darren Beatty on one side yes. with the J6 yes. receipts, yes. and you've got Posobiec on the other yes. side with, with the Twitter, all the all Twitter the files. Twitter.
1: Well, that's why Twitter's so important. This is why we must stop the omnibus right now. The omnibus, the investigations are one thing. You must be able to sit there and go zero to the FBI, zero to DOJ. Come to the tables right now. We're going to get to the bottom of how they removed Trump from office. They removed Trump from office. Twitter's telling you that it was a government. Control. You said this from day one. I said it was a crime scene. You said it an it's an intelligence operation. operation. So it's this operation. Your operation. You're was a an intelligence Naval intelligence asset. officer. Is Look, there any, 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 Chan, any doubt in your mind that that was an intelligence
0: Obvious. It's an, an obvious operation. When you have Elvis Chan of the FBI testifying in the Missouri trial, and he says the FBI was building relationships with various public and private entities. I know what an intelligence officer means when we say, we're building relationships, Steve. That means you're recruiting assets. And these assets were recruited. By the way, and Taibbi's even pointed this out. There was no criminal investigation. There was no national, they would try very hard to say, can you give us some foreign angle? Can you give us some, because at least I would have the imprimatur of some kind of air cover to say, well, there might be some rush. That's why they had to have the letter of the 51 sign off to say, well, it, it looks like a foreign investigation, because then they could take that to the FBI and the lawyers will sign off on it. That's, it's all cover for the operation that was already going on, and if you think that there isn't a Yoel
1: Roth at Meta, at Google, at oh, Amazon, ten, at Wikipedia. Facebook's 10 times Come worse. On. Facebook has got on. more throwaway. 10 times worse. The um, number one, the 51, if we don't have the power of the anvil, which is the appropriations, we can't go to zero to strip the 51 of their, we should strip them of their security clearances immediately. All of them. And we, if we don't have that, it's going to be very tough. The, in 2023, How serious we are is how many confrontations over appropriations we're prepared, how many government shutdowns we're prepared to stare the Biden administration down to get full MAGA policies. Remember, they trash talk what happened on the 22nd. This is the same majority Nancy Pelosi had. Was she ever sucking her thumb when she won? She's a hammer. She said, I won, I'm going to be the Speaker of the House. This is the way things roll, and you guys only need to show up from work. Think about it. MTG has not been on a committee. They stripped it of all her committees. Has it had any impact on no. MTG at all? Because no Republicans on a committee. Because Nancy Pelosi rules with an iron fist. And we need to start- And she's trying, as, as Congressman
0: Boebert said, she's trying to rule with a dead hand. She's got she's it. She's trying Unless to extend her this. rule for a year with a dead hand, and that is why- And I get that there are people that didn't sit down and listen to President Trump's policy speech last week about freedom of speech, but it wasn't just the digital bill of rights. It wasn't just that. What did he say? Total defunding of every arm of the administrative state and the federal government that's involved with the censorship of free speech. He's talking about a full defunding. It goes to the money, it goes to omnibus. I said, Steve, uh, he must be listening to War Room and Human Events because that's what we're talking about. Here. Anybody
1: that has not listened to President Trump's full seven minutes yes. on New Year's Day. Broken by take, Human Events, take, by the t- way. Yeah, take Got seven, seven minutes and listen to it. It is, quite frankly, the most integrated policy talk I think he may have ever had. I would right? say it, it, on, it on domestic policy,
0: everything. it it the only one that I would put it up next to is the foreign policy speech that he gave from the Mayflower all the way back, I think it was April 16th. Yeah, 16. Yeah, I love that. that that speech to this speech, that was the foreign policy where he walked through what we were talk what we talk about every day, the geopolitics, understanding China, the rapprochement. He, he's, he's, he doesn't mention Mearsheimer, but he lives and breathes Mearsheimer. And McKinder, he understands there are three great powers. Maybe a little war room we, in there. A l- little bit of war room. I don't know if, if uh, anyone wants to take credit for no, having a no, hand no. in that. I think Miller was in on that speech, actually, a little bit. Oh,
1: Stephen, yeah. Just Stephen, Stephen was yeah, one yeah, of the ma- major, major architects But, but when
0: you look at these policies, we need to understand it's, it's the freedom of speech here, and it's the decoupling of the CCP. That we push forward, that and it has to get economic. And these chamber of commerce
1: types, I'm sorry, not just chamber of commerce types, sit back. President Trump, I think, needs to answer to for to this audience for one thing in 2023, and I think he needs to do it early. Are you? We love you, and we have your back. But you have to commit to us also. Your commitment to us is when you're back in it's full-scale war against the administrative state we will never allow this to happen you're the last president that they're going to be able to thwart with your re-election that sends a signal and we will have your back every second but you have to commit to us you're going to see it through to the end because we have to know now if you're not prepared to do it we have to find somebody that is and i love president trump i think they took the presidency from him he will win a primary, he will win a general election, but there has to be a purpose for that. Look, the Steve, purpose of that just can't be to make up I because they people. stole it. Because they gotta go after the guys that did steal it. Not just the individuals. We don't have an individual problem. We have bad, many bad actors. We have a systemic problem. And we have to destroy this administrative state root and branch I have until people we do that. And salt the earth day. around it like, like, like Rome did in the Punic War Yes, have to salt the earth around Carthage. We need a Carthaginian victory, as the Romans would call it.
0: Carthago delenda est. When I have every day, Steve, people reach out to me, people that I served with that are still in uniform, or still in the IC, and they say, Pasoba, keep doing what you're doing. You are saying the things that we wish we could say. There are, are, it's White Hats. There are White Hats in there. Oh, I think two-thirds- But what people don't understand is that the White Hats are not at the management level, the leadership level.
1: That management leadership is the problem. I want to get back to the point of 2023. This audience is knowledgeable enough now. We have to perform a platform to take their knowledge and to weaponize it in a way that they are not just force multipliers, that they are the driving force in American politics and everybody knows it because courage is contagious. Two-thirds of the people in the apparatus are patriots. Yes. Just like two-thirds of the people in corporations are- So people signed up for the right reasons? I signed up for the right reasons. But you're afraid. You're afraid for your career. You're afraid for your person. You're afraid for all of it. That's why this is where courage is going to get contagious. You get sucked
0: in. You you invest your whole money into it. Then you get married. Then you have kids. And you say, wait, I'm going to be a whistleblower. I'm going to come out. How am I going to do any of this? Uh... You saw how they tried to take me down every day because I come out and I say, look, I don't need... This isn't my opinion. This is what I saw when I was there behind the desk. And I'm telling you this every day about the compromise of the Chinese Communist Party, the Iranians in the State Department, the DIA, which is completely In the last 30
1: seconds, 2023 is the year of the cadre.
0: The year of the cadre. cadre. We've built a cadre. This
1: cadre... Almost, dare I
0: say, a vanguard. A vanguard. A vanguard. This will
1: lead us two back to freedom and liberty and if it doesn't it's game over it's game over steve final message what new year's resolution
0: other than the red bull what's what's steve bannon's new year's resolution for
1: 2023 to work harder work so harder work harder, commit work all. harder. we got to leave it all on the field we got to be able when, when you leave this veil of tears you got to be able to sit there and go i gave everything i left it all on the field Remember, this year I'll probably go to federal prison for a while. <laughs> I don't
0: care. Do, well, you, you got to do what you got to do. Steve, right? if, if you need a guest host, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's
1: Ladies I got, and gentlemen. Talk about Natalie. No, Jack. Ah, was.
0: She's right there. Ladies and gentlemen, Stephen K. Bannon. Steve, Thanks. always a pleasure. Happy Thank New, New Year, Steve. Happy New Year. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. And an honor. A pleasure and an honor. What an incredible interview, Steve Bannon, uh, the strategy session that we just held last year. This was one of the major episodes that we put out for Human Events Daily. We're so excited to be able to get him back. But, you know, um, we had a we had a couple extra minutes here. And I just wanted to say, now that Steve is gone, that, you know, this year specifically, um, Steve has been very generous to myself, to my family, Um, when he went away for trial and was, was standing on trial, Washington DC facing off against the deep state, he gave the war room microphone to me and he said, Poso calling you up, you're going to be in the driver's seat. I'm going to be there. And it was humbling, but at the same time, just so generous of him. And what an honor it was to be able to be there for him. Now, I want to say, I do want to point out, though, that during that week, I I haven't said this publicly, while Steve was on trial, during the breaks, he wasn't talking to his lawyers. He's texting me. He's reaching out. He's saying, make sure you get this guest. Make sure you hit this story. He's live producing the show of War Room with me while the man is standing on trial. So when Stephen K. Bannon tells you that his New Year's resolution is to work harder, let me tell you something, I've never met anyone in my life that works harder than this man. And so thank you to Steve, God bless you, and Happy New Year.